It is another edition of the Three Point Play podcast. Boys, what's up? What up? What's up? All right. Straight to it. Well, don't want to bury the lead here. The biggest news that sits the sports industry since the last uh, year or so, I'd say, the Pacers have signed forward O'Shea Brissett to a three-year deal. We wanted to do an emergency pod, but we didn't have enough time for it. We'll go straight to our Pacers correspondent, Luke. What do you think of that deal, and where do the Pacers stand now with Brissett locked up for three years? I think this is a turning point. I think they make the playoffs. They make a deep push. Eastern Conference Finals, if not the Finals. Uh, classic Cinderella story. Goes yep. from out of the league two weeks ago, three-year contract, starter every single night. <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to get excited about this. I mean, they just – the building blocks are set. You know, they're just – it's it's – Really much, a, it's a dynasty taking place of the of the Warriors from the last five years. They're just, uh, it's it's inevitable. So I, I'm with you. Uh, couldn't have been a better move. And uh, it was a real no-brainer, I guess, that it comes down to. So uh, with that, Scotty, I'll lead it over to you. What do you think of the O'Shea Brissett deal? I thought you were saying this is a real turning point in the season. We're now heading into the lottery. <laughs> we're, the, we're, we're now tanking. <laughs> This is turning Hold point. on, we're clinging. We're clinging to a two-point lead over the hapless Thunder as we speak. So, <laughs> hold on to your seats. You watch your mouth. You watch your mouth. All the right. Well, risky. With that, uh, I guess we'll do a quick little Pacers corner with our Pacers correspondent since we did lead off with that. Uh, are they dead in the water? Should they blow it up and just go for uh, full-on tank and get the lottery? Is that what we're looking at here? I think so. Uh, I don't know. They're, I don't know. They just look so, I don't even know if one draft pick's going to do much for them. I think they got to, they got to sell on Brogdon. They got to sell on Sabonis. Just go all in on Goga. Yep. We got the cornerstone for, for the future. Both cornerstones really. Right, Brissett, Brissett, and Goga. Um, you know, you 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 mold the rest of the roster to those guys' skill sets. Yeah, and you look to the future. Right, and we will be uh, for the listeners out there. We will be live reporting from uh, the game next week, like we like we alluded to. Uh, we did pull the trigger on some tickets for the. Uh, for the front-running uh, Pacers against the Blazers uh, with Scotty's boy, Dame. So that'll be a game that we're going to be uh, gonna be doing a live recording from. So keep your eyes peeled for uh, for that episode to drop. We'll figure out how we're going to do that uh, logistically and producing-wise for yours truly, how we're going to do that. I have no idea. So that's um, everyone's going to be on the edge of their seat of how that's going to be produced. So, uh, But on that same vein, um, is Steph going to be the MVP? Scott, I guess I'll go over to you. He's been playing on unreal level uh, the last couple of weeks. There's like we talked about last week, there's been no real clear front runner or anyone that's kind of made themselves, made themselves a front runner. Is Steph starting to do that in your eyes? And what do you think? Uh, what do you think of that situation? Um. No to the MVP. It's going to be Jokic. He was – Jokic is still awesome. Even Murray's missed these three games, and Jokic is still 
awesome. He's going to win the MVP probably in a landslide unless he gets here in last week. Um, this Steph thing is awesome. Steph's awesome. Like, uh, he's scored over 30. Is it 12 games in a row now? I think it's 12. And I've happened to watch, like, seven of them. I was going back through and looking at the the scores and which ones I watch. And I'm pretty sure I've watched seven or eight of those games. And he's awesome. That 76ers, he had 17 points in the last five minutes. It was awesome. He was great. It's fun to watch. Um, his shooting is unreal. And as I say that tonight, he's 2 of 12 and 0 of 6 from 3. And the Warriors are losing to the Wizards. Oh, oh he's 0 Live update, he's 0 of 7 from 3 with six total points tonight. Um, MVP. MVP. Midway, third MVP. Quarter. Um, here's where I wanted to go with this. Like, this is every pod I've listened to for the last week. They've either talked about the Knicks, right? Then it's a great story. The Knicks are That's right. doing great. You heard it here first in January. We did our teams that we're keeping an eye out on. Yours truly did a Knicks little preview. And uh, Julius Randle is just going to be the second coming of Hakeem Olajuwon and leading this team to the promised land. Or maybe Patrick Ewing, yeah. you know, maybe not too far-fetched. There's been some Randle, like, MVP talk, which I, like, fast-forward through every time because that's a complete fucking joke. Oh. But whatever. That's a joke. Give him the MVP. Um, but now we're talking about Steph, and he's been awesome. It's great to see him do all this shit on a team who's intense in the West right now. So my question is, is this, is this the NBA post LeBron? Because I think, like, I think like it's that, but true. Yeah. We're but talking guys about, are, go ahead. Well, we're talking about like Julius Randle and the Knicks. We're just okay. And we're talking about Steph who's awesome, but he's on a team that sucks. Like the word, like I've watched those games. They're not very good at all, at all. Other than Steph. And, not, like, we have Utah who, like, no one – everyone knows they're not going to win it. Like, Denver, not – even with Murray healthy, I didn't think they were going to win it, right? And now we have this weird Nets team who, like, have played six total games with all their dudes. Like, they're not going to win it either, I don't think. Yeah. And then you have Giannis who can't win in the playoffs, and you have playoff P who can't win in the playoffs either. Like, Hey, watch no. your mouth. Watch your mouth. There's – it's just – I'm just telling you, is this where we're going? Like, the NBA post-LeBron is just kind of like, eh, okay. I think I agree with you. I think that it's going to be a bunch of great guys, uh, no real legitimate superstars and no – I mean, I don't know if the, the – what do they call it? The super team, I guess, or the uh, – collusion of like all these guys coming together to like build a uh, a super team I guess is, is going to be kind of dying which I might be kind of in favor for but there's no real clear-cut favorite and no clear-cut MVP I I, I don't know it's, it's kind of makes it a little more uh parody I guess which I which I'm here for because it seems like for the last 15 years it's just been like there's going to be about eight to 10 teams and everyone else is just collecting paychecks. I don't know. Luke, do you agree? Or do you think that this is what the league's in favor in, uh, in uh, store for in the future? No, I think it's just a weird year. I mean, Philly, you got Embiid, you got Ben Simmons who 
Embiid's been hurt on and yeah, off. Yeah, so, okay. Brooklyn, <clears throat> okay. Durant, still going. Kyrie, Harden. Giannis. All basket cases, all basket cases, mind you. Okay, I'm just saying, like, we've had a lot of injuries, a lot of guys resting. It's just been a weird year. And especially right now, it seems like everyone's just kind of like, they've seen the injuries, and everyone's kind of like, let's just get through this season intact. Yeah. And, and I think, like, you, you watch it on a night-to-night basis, and there's just – and the, the arenas aren't full. Um, most cases, there's nobody there. There's no energy to the games. No one really cares. <clears throat> and I think, you know, once we get, get back to no, quote-unquote normal circumstances, I think the game will be a little more exciting. It's not just going to be this flop of a season that we're seeing right now. And do you think these players are going to actually play or are they just going to load manage the shit out of themselves for the next, for the remainder of the NBA? Like, is, is this just going to be a thing now, load management is just where half the stars just decide they're not going to play tonight and play half the games and just get to the playoffs and that's all that matters? And that's how it's going to be from here on out? I think there will definitely be a degree of that going forward. Yeah, <laughs> because everyone wants I mean, to do what LeBron's doing right now and play 20 seasons at a high level. And the only way to do that is to back. manage your minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a real bummer if Dame didn't play on uh, Tuesday the 27th when we see that game. But, uh, you know, we'll see how that plays. They're currently the sixth seed, and they're fighting for playoff seeding. So you'd like to think that they – go ahead. Oh, I thought somebody said something. Sorry. So you'd like to think that somebody, uh, they'd be um, down to play and compete next week, but uh, we'll find uh, find that out because currently the Pacers are the ninth seed and the Bulls, my Bulls, who are currently still getting their tits lit as we speak. Um, as I just lost the score here. Shit. Nice. Or 64. 94-64 against the mighty Cleveland Cavaliers. All right, go back to your your parody comment because I don't know if I agree with you. Do you think the league is – okay, so we have the league right now. Like, the Lakers won it last year. The Raptors won it the year before, right? Yeah. Yeah, they beat the Warriors. So, in the last two years, we've had two random, -random (laughs) semi-random champions. Do you like the league better now, or did you like it when we had the Warriors dynasty or the Spurs dynasty or the Bulls dynasty or the Lakers dynasty? Well, I like it when you, you kind of know – you don't know who's going to make it to the finals because for those last four or five years, it was like, all right, it's going to be Warriors-Cavs for the third year in a row, and it ended up being like, why even play the season? So I think the, the just kind of the, the mystery of who the fuck's going to come out of the East – and who's the fuck's going to come out the West, even though, you know, the Lakers have kind of deemed themselves that. I think it's a little more entertaining, so there's there's more horses in the race. Because when it was the Warriors and they were winning 70-plus games a year, and it didn't really fucking matter if the Nuggets or the Jazz or, you know, whoever, the, if the Spurs were going to make a run or not, it didn't matter. Because you knew this, the Warriors were going to get there at the end of the day anyway. And same with the Cavs in the East. Like, it was just kind of inevitable – for a good four-year run, 
So it made the season like, who gives a fuck? Because it's going to happen at the end of the day anyway. So I think the parody of just like, you know, are the Celtics ever going to figure it out? Or are the uh, the Bucks going to, you know, start turning it on since they were the one seed for the last two years and now they're the three? I don't know. I think just the fact that like, there's this, there's not a sure thing anymore makes it a little more interesting. At least in the playoffs, these teams are actually, you know, battling it out and there's no sure thing anymore, which I think is, is what people tune in for is to, to know that on any given night, a team could surprise somebody rather than just like, Oh, ho hum. Why am I watching the first round of the fucking playoffs when I know it's going to be Cleveland golden state in June. So that's my two cents as a, I would call myself a very novice NBA fan. You know, I know I like to try and keep up with the two professionals over here and try and keep the uh, conversation afloat. But uh, that's my perspective. Luke, do you agree with that? Or do you kind of like the way it was with the dynasties? I kind of like the ebb and flows. I mean, you guys didn't hate the league when the Bulls were a dynasty, did you? No, I liked it better. Right. And it, and at that point, it was shitty basketball, depending on, you know, what you like to watch. I mean, do you like to watch 85 to 80 grinded out regular season games? I just meant I like, like – I like, I like the dynasty. I like – I kind of like knowing who's going to make it to the finals and seeing if they can do it. The, ba- the game's changed for sure. Shit, the game's changed in the last five years. Shit. And, and even in 2019, we thought that the Warriors were the mm-hmm. – um, you know the, the the foregone conclusion as a champion, and they got knocked off. Granted, some of it was due to injury, which you never like to see. But you know, there's always going to be that randomness throughout a season. It. I think we were lucky that Warriors stretch, other than the last year, because the Warriors were never hurt. Curry was yeah. kind of hurt that Cleveland came back and beat him in seven. He had like an ankle thing, and clearly, when Toronto beat him. Katie went down, and I still think if Clay doesn't get hurt in that game, they were going to win that game, and then they might have won the next one too. Curry had a shot to win the next game that they lost. Um, but I, I don't know. I think I kind of liked it better with the down. I mean, I could see, I could see your argument just because it is cool to see kind of how they build themselves out and how long they can keep that window open because. I think it's safe to say that the window, the Warriors window is closed, right? Since we're now they're now battling for a playoff spot and they're not the team they were even two years ago. So it's like, how long can they stretch this window out to be, to be a nineties bulls, to be, to cover a whole decade, you know, rather than just like a three to five year stretch, can they make it a whole decade? You know? So I guess I, I see your, your argument there, but I just feel like, I don't know. The, the NFL is just such a different, animal because I feel like you can be a bottom dweller one year and then all of a sudden you get a high draft pick and this guy just revolutionizes your whole team and then you're winning nine or ten games and you're flirting with a wild card you know so it's just like that's something that the NBA doesn't have like the bottom dwellers are usually the bottom dwellers for years upon years whether you're in the lottery or not because these guys don't care or care. And then after three to five years, if they can't get a max deal, they fucking go to somewhere else anyway. So I don't know. It's just, I like the parody aspect of the NFL, but I see your point of, you know, it's kind of cool to see the dynasties play out and and how long they can make it run for. But uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, 
it's interesting to see it. And this year's going to be a very much of an anomaly year. I agree with, uh, with Luke that it's just kind of unlike any year we'll have ever seen, but um, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, the bubble was, was really crazy last year. I don't even know if we really want to award the Lakers their championship. I still don't recognize it as such. So uh, in my eyes, the Lakers are still looking for that first championship with LeBron. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can pull it <laughs> off next year. And uh, I don't that know. That is a terrible take. Excuse me? That's terrible. You shit me? Was that real? Was the bubble real or not? I don't think it was, uh, it was a different circumstance. It was very trying times. Uh, I just don't know if I, if I don't believe it, it was, uh, you know, guys opted out. I don't think I can, I can give it to them. So it's just, oh my you know God. my stance. You know my stance. Ugh. That is and so bad. And the bubble was awesome. Do you remember how, how into it we were? I think this season is more of a sham than the bubble was. <laughs> me too. I think this is Okay, sucks. that's fair. Okay, you're right. All right. Well, fuck me, I guess. But so I guess. I, go ahead. I just want – I there's like 14 games left. Everyone has – I just – I want to get to the playoffs, and I want everyone to be healthy, and then I want them to play it. I want to see if it's better or worse than the bubble. Because I thought the bubble was pretty good, man. I, that was good basketball. I think the players were miserable, but I, I bet if you pulled them now, I bet they're more miserable now than they were in the bubble. Yeah. Like, the, the testing they're doing and shit, and the like the Warriors are playing their fifth game in, like, eight nights tonight or something. Mm-hmm. It's, like, something right. shitty. Like, damn. In front of, in front of like no that. fans. Right. It's, like, no damn. No fans still, and the, they still have to travel now. Like, in the bubble, right. you could just stay still and not have to worry about waking up at, right. you know, you know, traveling at 2 a.m. and getting into a, a new city at 6 a.m. Yeah. and figuring out what they're doing. So, well, and I told you, I told you about the testing. They test at like 11 p.m. and then they test again like at 10 a.m. So, if they get into that town at 2 a.m., they got to get up to test at 10. Yeah. Like that sucks, man. That sucks. Yeah. So, a little brutal, but, uh, I think that's a it's a good good conversation piece, but um, gonna be a little shorter episode today with uh, the fact that NBA is still just kind of knock out drag out uh, until the playoffs start, like we talked about, and uh, NFL we're ramping up towards the NFL draft. We may do a quick little segment there since it, to, next week is gonna be a special live episode. Maybe go to our Colts correspondent Luke. What do you have your sight set on for the Colts? Is it still going to be left tackle, you think, at 21, or is Ballard going to trade down? we got about five or six minutes for left for the pod. We'll do a quick uh, quick segment here. Yeah, I think you got to go left tackle first round. Mm-hmm. Um, left tackle, potentially edge rusher, or, you know, I'll probably stay up all night till like, Midnight, whenever they get, roll around to the Colts draft pick, and he'll end up trading down to the second round. So I think that's that's, that's the most, most likely scenario. I was gonna say I think that's the most likely scenario and inevitable because the fact if they that gave up a second rounder and a future first rounder to get Carson Wentz, they're gonna want to try and regain some of that capital. And uh, there's no surefire bet at 21, so why not just? Trade down, get a couple second round picks, maybe uh, a second rounder for next year, and uh, we'll just probably keep the keep the world on spinning here. But uh, 
we may get a little bit more in depth on that next week. But like I said, with it being a live episode, potentially, um, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, anything else you guys uh, wanted to cover for, for this week's episode? Uh, no, I think we're, I think we're good. We're a couple weeks away. Mm. Um, I'm really, I, I just said, I'm really excited for the playoffs. I do think mm. once the playoffs start, I do think the basketball is going to get better right now, man. It's just such a struggle. Any gambling tips that you're seeing here on the NBA, at least, Jamesy? Um, I am I am actually – I told myself last week I am not betting on any NBA until the playoffs now. It's just too weird, man. Like, I'm, I'm kind of in that part where I was at the beginning of the year where it was really weird in the beginning and it kind of leveled out in the middle there. And I probably went about two or three weeks too long on betting. I, I did pretty good there in the middle. And then it just it's just gone to shit, man. Like, weird – shit is happening so i'm just staying away yeah it's uh it's hard to guess what's going to happen on a daily basis and uh to your point to wrap it up i guess on the mvb talk Jokic is minus 350 on on uh fan right now it's mb at plus 350 Giannis is actually third at plus 1600 steph has plus 1800 james harden's 25 my future bet of LeBron is still at plus 14 or 4,200. Uh, he really fucked me by getting that sprain on his ankle. Uh, I think he probably would have been a pretty clear cut favorite if he would have stayed healthy, but you know, we live to fight another day, but uh, yeah. I would have said Dame had a chance there for he, he missed some games. He would have had a shot if he could have went off here the last few weeks. Is he going to play? Next, is he going to play next week? Yeah, he's, he's playing tonight. And they don't have a game on Monday, so I think that helps us. Okay. So you'll see us. You'll see me in section two. Uh, what are we in? Two hundred four. Two hundred eight. We're in two hundred eight. I'll be wearing my Dame jersey. I'm pumped. You got one? Yeah. Should I wear my old school uh, Clyde Drexler Blazers jersey just to represent <laughs> yeah. the Blazers? We'll we'll be there. Luke can wear his Gogan t-shirt jersey, <laughs> and he's gonna you got your Gogan t-shirt jersey. <laughs> my jersey. <laughs> If you bring if you bring Travis Best or uh, what's his name, I'll, Jalen Rose, maybe I'll I'll I'll, I'll rep it if you bring it. <laughs> All right, Jalen Rose sports bra. <laughs> I could wear a shirt underneath. We'll make it work. All right, I'll have it in hand. There we go. All right, folks, stay tuned for next week as we do a live recording somehow or some way. Uh, that'll be up to our. Uh, social media intern maybe to uh, figure out how we're going to produce that uh, episode. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Later. All right. See you guys.